Welcome to the Courage Matters Podcast with inspirational speaker, author, and creator of the Courageous Life Planning System, Michael Anthony. I'm Aaron Thomas, Executive Director of Courage Matters, and in this special podcast series, we're covering 30 days of crushing your goals, removing false limits, and unleashing your potential. Your time is your life. How you manage your time can be the single factor that can revolutionize your life. Today, we talk about the concept of time and day chunking. It's time to get focused on single tasking so that you can live with greater productivity and crush your goals. Let's jump right into episode 24 as we enjoy a great conversation about controlling your time. Hey guys, and welcome back to episode 24 of the 30 Days of Crushing Your Goals podcast series. As always, Michael Anthony, glad to be here with you. Glad to be here with you and glad that you are listening or watching the Courage Matters podcast. Hopefully you're sharing it with friends out of the overflow of the value that you're getting out of this 30 Days to Crushing Your Goals and Unleashing Your Potential. We're, We're focusing through this whole series, not just on the what but how do you actually do it? Okay, I believe that I need to set goals. I believe that I I need to achieve my goals. Can you please help me learn how to do it? That's what it's all about, so that you become the best version of yourself, so that you unleash your potential, so that you move forward. You're either moving forward in life or backward in life. Whatever time you might be spending in the stagnation, is for a a short time. It is not as long as the time you'll spend moving forward or backward. So uh, the transition times when we stagnate, the question is, are you moving forward or backward? So what we want to do today is help people move forward by understanding this concept of time chunking and day chunking. We touched on it in a previous episode, but now we want to delve into it more, having just talked about setting goals for the year and how do you set goals for the year in light of your lifetime goals and things of that sort? So where do you want to jump in here? Yeah, no, I think let, let's jump in of just explaining what this concept is of, of mm-hmm. day chunking and time chunking. I know it's a new concept for right. me. Right. So I'm sure there's a lot of people out there. What the heck is what day chunking? What is time chunking? Right. Well, first so, of all, we're not talking about time chunky or day chunky. What's chunky? Chunking. Chunking. I-N-G. For those of you who... Uh, might have misunderstood and said, why are you talking about chunk, chunky, chunky stuff? No, we're time's about, not chunky. Yeah. So where do you want to begin? You want to do with um, time chunking, day chunking? Maybe we should start with day chunking. No. How about, let's start with the overall concept of chunking. Oh, all right. Let's, let's begin with that. Why don't we do that? To chunk is to put together, to string a series of whatever it is that you're that you're talking about to string them together to bundle them to get together so we could even say time bundling or day bundling maybe that would be a cool way of saying it too think about putting it together and the idea again is to break the mold stop thinking of your life on an hourly basis Uh, you only want to do that once you've looked at your life in the longer term remember you're always working backwards from the decades of your life down to the minutes. You always want to look at it backwards. It's very, very important to do that. Um, And so time chunking and day chunking, they're ways of grouping together the hours of your day and the days of your week strategically, intentionally, purposefully to do what? To crush your goals, to unleash your potential 
and to do what what I um, the, the motivation for this, what what drives me, guides me is Ephesians chapter five and Colossians chapter four. They both use the same phrase, redeem the time or redeeming the time. And the idea in the original language, in the original Greek language that that's written in to to redeem something is to buy it back, to hmm. get it back, to recover it. Okay, so you might say, oh, my gosh, he's bringing up the Bible here. Hey, listen, you've got some kind of a compass for your life. You do have some kind of a compass. I'm not going to begrudge you for it. You choose your compass, see if it works. And um, I will present to you my compass every day of the week in a in a kind way because it's it works. Right. It works. Um, and so the Bible is my unapologetic compass, my anchor for life. I know it is for your for Absolutely. your life as 100%. well. Yeah. And um, I take it seriously. So when it says, when Paul says in Ephesians and Colossians, redeem the time, don't walk as unwise, but as wise, uh, making the best use of the time or the, the better idea, the, the more accurate translation, not to get into a translation debate here, but would be to buy back the time, to recover the time. And so when you understand that, you know, your worldview is everything. We talked about worldview in a previous episode. Your worldview is everything. Do you believe that time is an infinite resource or that it's a finite resource? Do you believe that it's possible to create more time? What about you? Do you is it possible to get to create more time? You can never get time back. You, you never, never can. You can't get it back and you can't create more of it, can you? Nope. So why is it that somebody has 24 hours in a day here and they're crushing it and another person has 20, same 24 hours yeah. and they're not crushing it? Why is it that this person is healthy and fit and um, takes good care of themselves and is doing well financially, doing well educationally, um, spiritually aligned, has great relationships? This person has the same 24 hours and they're really deficient hmm. in one or more of those areas. It's because one of them has learned how to use their time wisely and the other one has not. I know I'm generalizing, but... The whole idea is to take each one of these episodes in the context of the whole 30 right? so that you, you're comprehensive. So to redeem the time, make the best use of the time. Paul gives the reasoning for that because the days are evil, not acting as unwise, but as wise. Now, let's talk about that for a moment. You can talk about Jesus as being the Lord of your life all you want. But until you learn to live with him as master of every moment, he will not be Lord of your life. Hmm. Mind blown right there. Really important to understand that. See, we all throw around these phrases, these, these uh, little pithy statements all the time. To such a degree, and you do it in the secular world or the religious world, to such a degree that they don't really have meaning anymore. So if you're going to live with Jesus, just bear with me for a moment here. If you're not a Christ follower, uh, I'm not going to get upset at that. Don't get upset with me. Let's have a reasoned discussion about this. If you are going to say that Jesus is the Lord of my life, the question is, how's, so, so what's that going to look like? What does it look like from a concept to a reality? Because the idea presented in Ephesians 5 and Colossians 4 is it's how you walk. It's not how you talk. Mm -hmm. How you walk, how you live determines whether or not you really Believe it. Jesus said, many will come to me in that day and say, Lord, Lord, didn't we do all these kinds of things? And Jesus says, depart from me. I never knew you. 
So it's not that he knew you and then stopped knowing you. He never knew you. So it's not about the talk. It's about the walk. If you're going to buy back the time, if you're going to make the best use of the time, it's how you live. You have to get serious about that. So you can't have, practically speaking, Jesus Christ as Lord of your life if you are a poor time manager. Oh, ouch. That's, would you rather hear it from me? Or would you rather hear <laughs> from the source of that truth when it's too late? Hmm. I mean, if it hurts now, let it hurt to the point of change, right? Right. Let That's it hurt to point. the point of change. So you can talk about, I can talk about, and it happens in the church all the time, Jesus is Lord. I want to get people to, to uh, understand Jesus as Lord, accept Jesus as the Lord of your life. Man, you have to teach people how to manage their time. Don't just start cramming a bunch of theology into their heads. That doesn't change how they walk. Right. All it does, is, if all it does is change how people talk, then you haven't changed how they begin to walk, which is how they live, which gets into time management, which gets into setting goals, achieving goals, moving forward, influencing culture. Then you don't understand the discipleship process personally, and you don't understand how to help other people become a disciple. So. Since time is the only resource you cannot buy and get more of. Since time is the only resource, the only gift that you get in life. We all have the same amount right. that you cannot get back once it's gone. It, it becomes more precious than money because you can work hard. Plenty of people, plenty of people have gone through bankruptcy, have lost money have gone through difficulty, made an investment that didn't go well, experienced a setback, a health setback, a uh, car accident, something like that, that has set them back financially. And they were able to work harder, uh, get back up, um, invest in a different way, and be able to recover, okay? To get more what? To get more money. You're able to get more money. You can work as hard as you want. You can't get more time. You've got 24 hours. I've got 24 hours. You've got 24 hours. That's it. You're not getting any more. The question is then the most important thing you can do with your life. This is why it's so important. The most important thing you have to settle in your life is so how are you going to use the time of your life? How are you going to use it? We all get the same amount. How are you going to invest it? How are you going to buy it back? Meaning to make the most use of it. Right. How are you going to live in light of the time that you have so that it is as productive as possible because you ain't gonna be able to hit rewind. You're not gonna be able to, you can pray and repent and be sorrowful all you want. You're not getting the opportunity to relive your life. It's not happening. So once you realize that and it's sobering, then you, then you buy into this idea of time chunking and day chunking, which is to string together apart from hour by hour. That's why I cannot stand planners that are just appointment books. And if you're using your smartphone as your, I don't need a planner, I use my smartphone, then you're not wise. Because even Paul says, making the most use of the time, redeeming the time, not as unwise or foolish, but as wise. Until you learn how to manage your time, until you're walking in a manner worthy 
of the calling you've received, which is to honor God, which is to make the most of your life, which is to unleash your potential, which is to crush your goals that count in the eternal scheme of things. Until you're doing that, you can talk about Jesus as being Lord of your life all you want. But if you haven't learned to make him master of every moment, he's not practically the Lord of your life. Hmm. Well, that sounds very convicting. I hope it sounds motivating for you. Because now we're ready to talk about what does time chunking, what does day chunking look like? It's, it's a serious investment now in your buy-in, and you might not even be a religious person, and your buy-in of believing that this is the only life I get, at least this side of forever, right? Right. For, for somebody who's a Christ follower, we know that death is simply a transition into a different state, but we live forever. You, you buy into the fact that time is, is the most precious resource I have, the time of my life. I need to learn how to master it. Yeah. yeah. So you have 24 hours. I have 24 hours. Say you're using this concept of time and day chunking mm-hmm. and I'm not. What does your life look like as opposed to mine? What are some things that you're grouping together? What are some mm-hmm. good things that I'm going to block out four, six, eight hours of today and focus on this. What are some things that you can, Mm -hmm. I know for me, something that I look at grouping together are meetings. Right. Group all your meetings together so that it's not, you go into a meeting. You're in meeting mindset. You have like one, one, two hours between one meeting and another meeting. Mm -hmm. By the time you get focused on what you're trying to do and it's time for another meeting, you got nothing done. Right. You just waste the time. You just burned up time that you'll never get back again, yeah. right? So never what are, what are some more things that we can kind of right. group together? Think of just every right. daily task that everyone does. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you asked a good question, I think, in, in, the, in the beginning of this um, uh, little segment here that you're doing. I don't use time chunking. You do. What's the difference? I don't use day chunking, and you do. What's the difference? Well, let me talk about you as an example, right? If you're not aware of time chunking and day chunking, then what you're going to do is you're going to look at life as in one hour increments. And you're going to look at uh, that's that's mostly as far as you're going to go. You're going to get an appointment book. You're going to get a planner. You're going to use your smartphone uh, foolishly. And you're simply going to look at one hour blocks of time. Well, all I'm saying is instead of looking at one one hour blocks of time, who, who said that you have to you have to live in one hour increments? Who said that? You have to live in one hour increments. Expand those increments. Hmm. And you're, you're going to be multitasking. You're going to be going, you're going to be doing this thing for an hour or two hours, whatever it might be, go to a meeting. You're going to come out of that and then you're going to have to get refocused on something else. And when you multitask, the, the research is now in, the evidence is now in. It's the worst thing that you can do, multitasking. It used to be a time when you put it on a resume. Yeah, a great multitasker. Yeah. Man, if I see somebody who says great multitasker today, I just want to be like, <laughs> And what else can you do? Yeah. Like, but can you single task? Can you put pedal to the metal? Can you put your nose to the grind? And can you really crank something out that is phenomenal, phenomenal? Otherwise, you do mediocrity. See, the problem is in our culture, we're so used to mediocrity. We think that that's great. If, if somebody's mediocre, that's awesome. And, I, and that's one of the things I appreciate about you. You have an, a healthy discontentedness for eh, average. We don't want average. We're not good enough in anything. 
Why yeah. not shoot for the best that you can be, right? Why not? Encourage other people to be, to be, to be their best. So if you're multitasking, if you're only making appointments hour by hour, you're not getting as much done. I can guarantee it. You're distracted. You're not locked in, unloaded. I mean, companies, individuals, you lose all kinds of time when you focus on a task and you pull away from it and you have to come back and figure out where you were and then get reengaged. So that's the way you're most likely living, even if you're intentional, even if you're focused, even if you're giving it the, all that you have, that's all that you have. That's the best yeah. that you've got. However, if I am time chunking, if I am day chunking, what I'm doing is different than you is I'm not multitasking. I'm single tasking. I'm focusing on one thing at a time for an extended time. Notice I did not say extended period of time because that's redundant. You, I could say extended period or extended time. You don't say period of time because you just waste the time by doing that. Boom. There you go. That's a bonus. So uh, you're, you're looking at an extended time. Whether you're working on podcasts, whether you're working on your emails, whether you're working on phone calls, whether you're working on uh, setting your children up for success the course of that week, and you're doing one thing and you're doing one thing only. When you're working out, when you're exercising, work out and exercise. Focus on it. Listen to something motivational, inspirational. That does what? That helps you really get that workout where you're getting that high cardio, you're getting that intense uh, resistance training. So when you look at first uh, the idea of day chunking, let's do what we've been doing already. We looked at lifetime goals and how to set goals for the year before we get to a time chunking, which is how you're using your time in the course of a single day. Let's look at how you're using your days in the course of a, a seven day week. Okay. So let's suppose you've got Monday through Friday and you're a homeschooling mom or a homeschooling dad or you're a high level executive or you're somewhere in between. Maybe you're a pastor, a minister, somewhere in between. You look at Monday through Friday and you look at what types of tasks do I have? I have meetings that I need to have. I have paperwork that I need to tend to, administrative work. I have some writing that I need to do or some studying that I need to do. Um, we're going to be talking about digging your well. All right. We'll be talking about that in one of the episodes here. We just have a few more left in this series. So the digging the well podcast is going to be very, very helpful for, for you. Um, you want to then say, well, which of these tasks might take more than a day to do? so that I can be in the same headspace. Maybe you have to do a proposal. Maybe you have to write something. If you're a homeschooling uh, parent or guardian, you have to plan out curriculum. If you're doing your job, if, if your idea of homeschooling is to sit the kid in front of the computer and do um, <laughs> you know, um, cyber schooling, that might be helpful to a certain degree. But if you're just farming it out and saying it's homeschooling without engaging and planning, Again, beginning with the end in mind, what kind of a child do you want to have when they're done with that year of school? If you're not thinking that through and taking responsibility, you're missing out. So which, as you look at your week, because you've had your tea time, right? We talked about that before, right. your transformation time, 15, 20, 30 minutes once a week to look at your goals for that whole year that then you're gonna focus on for that week. Your goals that you've broken down into quarterly, monthly, and now you're looking at one week at a time. 
what things can I group together that are going to take more than one day? I need to work on a proposal. I need to work on a, um, I'm, I'm, I'm writing a book, um, working on a lot of people today are blogging. They're creating video content. How can I be in this single mindset, this particular mindset to get me to get a lot of momentum going where I don't have to break the state. I can put the pedal to the metal and chunk it together. What can I, what, what two days or three days can I chunk together? This is good when you're doing strategic planning. Right. And that happens a lot with corporations, organizations, churches, but we do very little strategic planning for our families, which are the most important of all, right? So that's the simplicity of day chunking, grouping them together and, and, and seeing how can I be wise in redeeming my time, making the best use of the time that I'm not going to get back to get as much momentum and as much ROI, return of investment, no return on investment for the time that I have. That's what you do with day chunking. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. So time time chunking, I'm assuming, is very similar to it. So instead yeah. of looking at days, mm-hmm. you're looking at your hours. Right. What can I do today? Mm-hmm. Chunk together. What do you recommend? How right. many hours at a time? Right. Typically, you if you can get a three hour block, that's that's really good. Now you, you'll get up and you know take a water break or restroom break or whatever. But if you can get three hours of time, and one of the things I do, like when I go into a cafe or even at the office, I'll put earplugs in, mm-hmm. these little foam earplugs you can put in. They're great, they block out time. You can actually hear yourself breathing, which is also calming, has a calming effect on you and helps you focus. That's a, a side effect. Uh, but it helps you just cut out distractions. And that's whether you're, whether you're day chunking or whether you're time chunking. That's the whole idea. You're removing distractions. So if you can get a three-hour chunk of time, if you can't get that, get as much as you can. The idea is to, is to, is to question the wisdom behind. So we live on this uh, w- with these calendars, right? And, and these, this idea of 60-minute hours. So somehow that's become the what? The limiting factor. We're right. all limiting what we can do based on, well, I've got an hour. Well, maybe you don't need to take an hour for that. Maybe that appointment can be done in 20 minutes and you can be more effective. Right. Right. So it's it's about being intentional and trying to block together. So if you can do three hours, that's really ideal. Three to four hours and start looking at 24 hours. You've got seven or eight hours of that for sleep. And then you've got the other 16 hours or 14 hours to work in the day. Break that up in three, four hour increments and say, what can I crank through in the next three hours in a chunk of time undistracted and really make progress? And, and you know, in the planning system, in the um, Courageous Life planning system, that's why we have you work through your ideal day and your ideal week. Why? Because if you work through your ideal week, you're going to day chunk. Hmm. If you work through your ideal day, you're going to time chunk in the course of that day. Here's when I'm working out. Here's when I'm going to be eating. Here's when I'm going to be uh, spending some dedicated time digging my well. We'll talk about that, as I mentioned. And that's what helps move you forward. So you're moving away from multitasking. You're getting more into single tasking, thinking deeply, which is a lost art these days, thinking deeply and um, resisting the temptation to just get on a treadmill and just go along in hour increments because why do I have to live my life that way? Just because that's the way we've come to, you know, there's a minute and 60 of those make up an hour. So that needs to be the method that I use for, yeah. for planning. Who says? Yeah. Who says? So I want to end with this. 
let's talk a little bit about the law of diminishing returns. So there's a concept out there that over time, so there's going to come a point where what you're putting in isn't what you're getting out. Mm -hmm. So is there ever a point in time chunking that it can be too much? Mm -hmm. Can can we say, I want to focus on this for eight hours, but maybe only six hours Mm -hmm. of that eight hours is really productive stuff? Or going back to your example, three hours is super productive, Mm -hmm. but anything over three hours, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, you're just, you're not as focused, you're not as productive, you're not as creative. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great, that's a great, great question. And that's why the self-evaluation process is so important. That's why taking time every week for a tea time to evaluate and to make adjustments. And when you think about smarter goals, one of those, one of the things is to evaluate and to uh, readjust, right? To, to realign the, the goal so that you don't, the whole remember, remember the whole purpose is not just to uh, I got to finish this goal I got to finish this goal man if you're in mid course and you're realizing this isn't working then you need to change it hmm. but you're not going to change it you're not even going to be aware of the need to change it if you haven't thought out your whole life first so it is about evaluating and 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 understanding even your body rhythms understanding you know, if you're sitting in a chair for a long time your body gets fatigued your mind's going to get fatigued and you're going to start to drift so. Part of it is, first of all, throwing off the limitation of I've got to work in hour increments. I've got to work in day increments and taking a step back, looking at your life as that mosaic and saying, why why do I have to do it that way when I can do it this way? Hmm. So if you realize that you're getting diminishing returns and by all means, you're the captain of your own ship, your mind, your body, how you use your time, adjust it. I I love Tim Ferriss's book, The Four Hour Workweek. Great book. It's a great, it's a great, great book. And he didn't even tell us, hey, mention my book. He didn't say anything about that. But it's about just being selfless and sharing good information. And the whole reason why he came to that whole premise of the book, The Four Hour Workweek, is by questioning conventional wisdom. Hmm. Conventional wisdom is often very limiting right? There's a lot of wisdom in conventional wisdom, but there's also a lot of play it safe. Uh, Don't question and don't think creatively in a way that it could actually get you out of the box and move you forward. Right. So hopefully, you know, this has given some food for thought, you know, in, in regard to making the best use of your time, no matter what you believe spiritually, recognizing that time is a commodity. It's a asset that we're all given the same amount. Some people do phenomenally well with it. Others don't do uh, so so good with it. And being intentional so that you make the best use of your time. Hmm. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, next episode, we're going to be talking about how we can actually use our smartphone wisely, making sure use that your smartphone wisely. our smartphone isn't dumbing us down and making sure that we're actually using it to crush our goals, mm-hmm. not just schedule our busyness, but mm-hmm. actually move us forward to where we want to be in life. So I'm super yeah. excited because as a millennial, I know how gadgetry. how much of a, yeah, gadgetry, but how much of a distraction smartphones can be. And yeah. it, it absolutely can limit what you're focused on and mm-hmm. limit your success. And mm-hmm. yeah. Right. So some of the things that we think set us free actually end up imprisoning us so true so awesome looking forward to that next episode Uh, keep watching listening sharing with your friends and uh, send us your questions comments emails suggestions we'd love to hear from you info at couragematters.com and on social media at the official michael anthony okay awesome great see you next time 
We hope you enjoyed today's Courage Matters podcast along with other podcasts in this series, 30 Days of Achieving Goals and Unleashing Your Potential. Why not share this podcast and this series with a friend who could use a lift? And if you're looking to take your life to the next level, you'll love the new Courageous Life Planning System. It'll walk you through a proven process to help you set and achieve great goals, live with no limits, and unleash your greatest potential. No other goal achievement system gives you so much to positively revolutionize your life. It'll help you set and achieve lifetime and long-term goals so that your dreams become a reality one day at a time. To get your Courageous Life Planning System, download the free Courage Matters app or visit CourageousLifeSystem.com. That's CourageousLifeSystem.com. It's your time to soar.